Genre. Bueller. 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 Welcome back, everybody. Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Cope. And today we are talking about Minute Number... What are we on? 88. 88, Victoria. Minute 88. It's closer crazy that we're this far. Oh, I know. Great Scott. <laughs> 88. It was appropriate. It's okay. I will credit myself with that. All right. I don't know. I just, that's why I'll I did it. it. And I wanted you to say something and you didn't say something and it kind of hurt. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so today starts with uh, Cameron reaffirming his decision that he wants to take the heat. And it ends with a background makeout session. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, which is accurate, I think. <laughs> Cam- so Ferris was telling Cameron, like, like that he will take, he wants to take the heat for this punishment. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't, is he underestimating Cameron? Is that why he's doing this? Like, he tells him, like, no, you don't want this much heat. I just think he he's he's pulling that protective card over Cameron. Like, like he was proud to mixed, see Cameron stand mixed up to with his dad, like, but this is too much. Yeah, mixed with that that worry and like, eh, like I don't know. I don't know if you can deal with that. Yeah, we want everything to be okay. Like I will take the blame for this. He hates me anyway. Uh like yeah, like he can't ha- like he hate me just more. Like who cares? <laughs> I'm really proud of Cameron. Cuz he says like, I want it. If I didn't want it, I wouldn't have let you take the car out this morning. Ferris goes, I made you take the car out this morning. No, but I like, like, uh, Cameron. He's like, it is possible. To like, stop the great Ferris Bueller. Actually, I think he calls him Mr. Ferris Bueller. It's a, it's, it's a very friend, it's a very friend thing to say to, like, the other friend, like, now, like, come on now. Well, it's funny, I love, I love when he says, I could have stopped you, and Ferris goes, like he like face, makes like, his face like r- no yeah right nah. yeah no, right have. and he's like it is possible to stop no, Ferris Bueller. I bet you Cameron knowing Ferris as much as he knows Ferris, I bet you he could. Well, yeah, it's funny because like we did see Cameron stand up to Ferris earlier, and Ferris had to like be the one to cave and be like, no, come on, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit you, like. Yeah, it he he doesn't always get his way like Cameron, I think, knows when to like stop letting Ferris do whatever he wants. Right. Like he recognizes the things and then he like folds. But it's not out of. It's not because Ferris is like pushing him into anything. No, he's a little bit of an enabler. Yeah, exactly. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It's He's not a pushover. Which no. I like. No, he's more of an enabler than a pushover. Yeah. Yeah. And I can accept that. And so that's why it's really important here that he is taking this. Like, yeah, this is going to be way beyond anything that he was prepared for when he started kicking the car. But it is what it is. That's what happens when you kick a car <laughs> on a jack that's going in reverse over a ravine. Yeah. It's complicated. I mean, you know. It's a whole thing. It was bound to happen. It was, yeah, it was just. It Bunch was, of teenagers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess so. They could have found a way. To do what? To roll the miles back and not 
do. No, it's funny because it's just like not even a thing in the script about there's nothing about once the mileage rolling back on the car doesn't work like by doing it in reverse. They don't even talk about the like cracking the odometer open. Cameron just puts his foot on the car, kicks it off the jack down the street. Like purposely. Yeah. It's a completely (laughs) different. It's a completely different Cameron. It's like, whoa, Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't know you had that in you. Yeah. And even Ferris in that case is like, oh my God, what did you do? Yeah. What what did you just do? He's like, I took a stand. He's like, no, you wrecked a car. (laughs) He's like, I don't even have a, well, he doesn't say that, but like, I don't even have a car and you're just destroying this beautiful thing. (laughs) How dare you? It's pretty fantastic. (laughs) That eyebrow arc, like... Yeah. And, of course, the music is swelling, and it's this incredible moment. I know, this music that comes in. <laughs> it's very, like, inspiring, and like, yeah. It's, um... We talked about this a little bit at the beginning. There's three tracks on the Ira Newborn score that aren't in the movie that are Cameron tracks. hmm And... Over the course of those, you get a progression from yeah. that, like, like that really sterile in his bedroom thing at the very yeah, beginning yeah. when his phone was ringing to this. Mm-hmm. Like, you can hear the notes of this starting to build over the course of the movie. He's getting up to that point where he's going to take his stand. And that's why this is this glorious, like, uplifting, joyous moment. Whereas it does feel in the movie that this is just a completely different piece of music. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's, I don't know, it's a little, it's a little bit of a bummer. This is the last Cameron. Oh, no, more Cameron. This is it. Cameron's goodbye. We get this, uh, this moment where he's like, <laughs> he says, when Morris comes home, he and I'll just have a little chat. Yes, his, dad, his dad's name is Morris. 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 When Morris comes home, he looks so proud of himself for calling his dad by his first name. Oh, yeah, because teenagers think they're so badass when they, like, you know, well, no, start using you know, the parents, like, but first I think name. It's not, it's not, like, bratty teenager, um... Like, like, most of the time. You're not my real mom, Linda! Like... Yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Yeah. That like, that's funny. not what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um... But he's, he, it, for him, it's more of a, like... No, recognizing let's talk like an his, adult. Yeah, recognizing adult that talk. his dad doesn't have superiority over him because he's his dad. Like, like no, let's have an adult talk, like real talk. Yeah. <laughs> what do you Morris. think? Morris. Okay. I wonder if anyone calls him Maury. Maury? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, could you imagine if Maury was Cameron's dad? Like, like Maury, like the TV show guy. Like, I was just oh, thinking of like, like Maury, sh- like yeah. Maury Provi- po- yeah. Povich. Povich. Yeah, I mean, his name is is Maury. Yeah, when you said no. Maury, like Morris Maury. That's like that's what popped into my head. That's that's. You are not the father. Yeah, <laughs> I am <laughs> the father. Like holy shit, I am your father. It's like bringing in all these different. No, now now I just need Maury Povich. In a Darth Vader costume. Like, I am the With father. the paper in front of him, like, I am the father. <laughs> that just matched up, like, That's nonsense. That's just one, one panel comic. Yep. It's like a New York yep. comic. Yep, just that. 
<laughs> it just has that at the bottom. I am the father. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, me too. <laughs> we are off topic. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So what happened? Okay. So what? What does? Ha- so Mor- Morris mm-hmm. comes home. M- Morris. And Cameron is probably waiting for him outside. Outside, yeah, yeah. That's more direct because he's he is taking the stand. If he's inside, like his dad discovers what he did and then comes in and is like, "What the hell happened?" Like he's his dad has the upper hand. He's got to confront this. Like this is what I did. Yeah. So outside, like when the car pulls up, do you think his dad is also driving another like priceless car? Does that all he just drives is like? Well, he hardly you he hardly drove. This one. So not quite as luxurious of a car, but like so, still, yeah. I think it would still be like a moneymaker. Right, right. A high-end car. He pulls up in a Lexus or something. Yeah. And uh, and Cameron's, Cameron's sitting on this bench out here, like, because the garage is open and there's just the glass shattered. Like, you can't hide that. No, no, not there's at all. There's no hiding that. <laughs> And then I think I think you still have his dad come out like what the hell happened. Right? Yeah. Right? That's probably what's going to happen. Or what did you do? Yeah, it's a blame. It's what did you do? Yeah. And I don't know. With his How dad do you think this conversation like was? Oh, this is not going to be a nice conversation. His mom is not in town. No, she's so, a Decatur. <laughs> she's a Decatur. <laughs> Every Cameron, time we talk about his mom, you have to say the whole thing. Yeah, like she's, she's a Decatur. Unfortunately, she isn't staying. Yeah. Um. So it's just Cameron and his dad, and they have no choice but to like hash this out. Yikes! I'm telling you, at the end of that argument, Cameron will be at the the Bueller's door, asking to at least spend the night. Yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe not. Maybe maybe it won't be permanent, but like, at least probably spend the night. Just his dad calls a tow truck. They pull the car out of the ravine, and then he pays someone to <laughs> pick up all the glass, and then every single piece. I mean, he's got to pay for it, like, mm-hmm. because Ferris doesn't take the blame. The Bueller's don't have to worry, but there's no responsibility. Yeah. It's just all Cameron. Yep, this is what Cameron did today. He he took the car out. And then he crashed it through the window. Yep. Interesting. Do you think he might not even like mention Ferris? No, name? I'm sure he yeah. doesn't. He just says like I did. Yeah, yeah. It's entirely him. He went on a joyride. Yeah. The 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 Ferris Bueller's Tyler Durden thing would only work if Cameron like legitimately just took a joyride today and drove around town. Like that's that movie. Yeah. If, like, it was him, like, not leading the charge, but, like, the one out taking the action. Because that's what he's going to have to tell his dad. Is like, yeah, I took the car off for a joyride, and I tried to take the miles off, and it rolled off the thing. Yeah. There you go. End of story. Mm -hmm. You don't even mention the garage. Not even mention... No. Nothing else. Nothing that happened that day comes up. Because the only thing that's going to make sense, especially, is the fact that... And that's the simplest simplest version of that story. And it's like, I'm sorry... I didn't intend for this part to happen. I was trying to take the miles off the car. Like, I didn't want you to know. Um, Lessen that blow. Yeah. Unless he want. Do you think... Yeah, do you think he tells him, like... 
I kicked the car off the jack. That's only in the script. Yeah, in the script version, <laughs> he does that. He has to. Like, that's where that goes because it's intentional. Yeah. I think here you can soften the blow by saying that, like, I was trying to take the miles off the car and the jack fell. Yeah. I mean, there's there's damage on the car. You can't, yeah. Way. You can't be like, well, this damage doesn't line up with, you know, the car must have been beat up before it fell off or anything like that. It's like, no, I don't think. Yeah. He has to, like, take all that. So in that case... I mean, when you put it's it still like that, a big it deal. sound as bad. Yeah, it's still a big deal. It's a lot of monetary damage. But the in, but in that scenario, Cameron's intentions weren't sinister. Right. So his dad gets really pissed, probably kicks him out. I mean, his mom comes home, they talk about it, Cameron comes back. Like, I don't imagine that being a very long thing. Right. And then I think it's just Cameron working the summer, trying to pay his parents back for whatever. Yeah, before he goes off to college. Yeah, and then I think he's good. You know, from that moment, I think he goes to school and he's, like, at least reconciled. But it's not going to be, like, a simple conversation. No, the, the absolutely simple conversation not. of just the car. With the way Carmen, uh, Cameron's going right now, it's going to be a lot of drudged up stuff. That's true. Do you and it's that stuff that's gonna that be little... his dad w- could be the person that would like consider what Cameron is saying like because Cam- if Cameron is br- brings up the like depression and the abuse uh, whether it's emotional abuse whether we know it's physical or not we don't know brings that stuff up like do you think that there's any well that's that's what redemption we, for his dad that's what we can't project is because we have no yeah we don't impression know of his dad other whatsoever. than what cameron says um we have nothing yeah we have nothing to go on so i mean it's um what is it it's like a it's a schrodinger's cat yeah schrodinger's <laughs> ending yeah because you don't know until they make until no. some interview tells you otherwise yeah from alan ruck or something there's no uh, closure. Yeah, the as only to thing what we've seen of his dad his in dad. the script is like him getting pushed over by the garage attendants when he was trying to peek in the glove box of the car he was pretty sure was his car. Yeah. But it was too. I don't know if he had vanity plates in the movie, but I think you would still know the plates of the car if it's like. Yo, definitely. Yeah, I would so think so. Matter. If he was sounded as anal about his car as Cameron made him out to be, yeah, then you definitely know your own license plate number. Yeah. So. I don't know. That was a silly bit. I think things are going to be good. That's really funny. I've always sort of thought, like, up to, like, now talking it out with you, I always just assumed that there was, like, some terrible argument that happened and then just never thought to, like, consider where it goes next. But I think when when Ferris next week says, like, I think he's going to be... I think he's going to be fine. Like, I think everything's going to be all right. I actually do think Cameron's going to come out of this okay. Right. If anything, maybe something will come out of the conversation that he has with his dad to Uh work on their relationship. Yeah, but it's like bringing that to the open. Like, I think that that's probably a worthy cause. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be good. This is it for Cameron. Do we have any parting thoughts? I like Cameron. I do too. <laughs> Cameron, I really Cameron's story within the movie is 
the Cameron's story over fight. the last like four weeks, yeah, has been incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we talked about him a lot and as much as how much we liked him, but like all of the growth that's happened over the last like like few months, like since the parade, since a little bit before the parade, has all been really good. Yeah. Since the museum, okay, so like all of this movie is good Cameron stuff. <laughs> but like Let's the last, since his catatonic state, I think we've had really good conversations. Yeah. Deep, I miss Cameron. Deeper in. I'm going to miss Cameron. We don't have any more Cameron. Goodbye, Cameron. Bye, Cameron. We will remember you. Save Au Cameron. Revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. I don't know how to do French. <laughs> I'm going to cut all that out. You're hilarious. So the thoughts of Cameron. And then we cut to the police station. Yes, because we still have to deal with Jeannie. We still have to deal with Jeannie because she's in or the his mom, station. Or, 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 well, the mom has to deal Yeah, with Katie deal Bueller with has to deal with Jeannie. So we we cut into the interior of this office, this, uh, this, this police officer's office. And Katie's saying, this is a shock to me. Now, first of all, I don't know why she wasn't at school. And second of all, I just can't believe she came to you with a story about an intruder. And then the detective, whose name we won't find out till tomorrow, but mm-hmm. it's on his door. Um, his name is Stephen Lynn. Lim. L-I-M. Uh, oh, I meant to look up information about the actor. I will do that in a second here. He says, for whatever reason she did it, she's had a pretty good scare. And she, he says it with this, like... He pushes his voice forward at, like, the front of his mouth. Like, she's had a pretty good scare. And it's like, I just, I'm really amused by it every time I watch it. I'm just like, why did you say it like that? Maybe he just naturally talks that way. Maybe. I'm sorry. but Maybe it was just he has like a, this... uh, an underbite. Maybe. It's just this, like, he, it's this whole, like... Even, like, the way the, he moves his mouth. Yeah, it's like the nod, and he, like puckers his lips a little bit at the end it's like he's trying to do an impression of what a cop is supposed to sound like (laughs) she's had a pretty good scare i think i'm doing this right i uh i don't want to make fun of the guy i think i i do like him over the course of the two minutes we see him uh more for his conversation he might be like a maybe if he has an office this might be like the captain or like a lieutenant. He's just a detective. Detective a Stephen detective, Lim. Detective Stephen Lim. That's what it says on his. And Chicago's not a small office. town. Like, does does every like independent detective in this precinct have their own office? Like, how big is this place? Right. I'm all like, wait a minute. Like, usually you don't see a bunch of offices around when no. you go into one of those. No. Um, I am particularly fond of this shot. I'm so, we've talked about this so many times, but John Hughes really, in this movie at least, really loves doing shots through windows and like in the background. So there's stuff happening outside of what's going on right here in the now. Right, between Katie and uh, Mm -hmm. the detective. In the background, Jeannie and Garth are getting very close. (laughs) Closer and closer. They're closing in on each other. I see. The last thing she said was, uh, if you save Ferris Bueller, you'll lose a testicle. And so we went from that... To this? To them making out. How? Well, we don't know how long and how much time has passed between 
that time and 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 now. So it, maybe it. I feel like it's it's that stereotypical like man's never talked to me like this before, and Jeannie being like a very very bossy, assertive, mm. aggressive girl having a guy like not bow down to her sure and kind of tell her like this is your problem and actually and not just like do it in a way in which like he wasn't condescending yeah he did it in a way in which like he's right he yeah this is her problem and he's pointing out to her in like an intelligent way like this mm-hmm. is what you need to do and i think she got over that initial shock and okay. it's like all right like, so so it's like so a res- all of a sudden he had respect from her she said she she he's he goes you know him. And she cracks her knuckles. And then she says, like, she must say that that's his, her brother. Yeah. And then immediately it would click for him, like, because she was like, did you blow him away or something? Like, they've already had that conversation about yeah. her brother. So now yeah. he knows it's Ferris. And there must be some, like, interaction there. Yeah. Some conversation about Ferris where, like, I guess they kind of be digging on him. Maybe there's, like, a mutual something happening there. Right. That, that, uh, I think that would soften their conversation a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. This is very, I always just think this is really funny because she's having this serious conversation in the police station about, like, I don't know why my daughter's here, why she made up a story about an intruder, but, like, um, she's just totally happy in the background making out with this, uh, this guy who's here for drugs. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Garth Volbeck. <laughs> Garth Volbeck. Uh, in the script, she comes home and she asks Ferris if he knows Garth Volbeck. Mm-hmm. And Ferris says, yeah, he's a good dude. Just stay away from his brother. Because <laughs> his brother's the one who eats the wax, who ate the wax fruit that we talked yeah, about yeah. in the script. Just to get his stomach pumped. Uh, that scary dude who's in prison. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Ferris could never help Garth in the script. Do you think Jeannie could? It's a possibility sometimes a good woman could uh, do a lot for a man. He genuinely looks at her like he's like, it's it's not lewd tomorrow. We'll talk yeah. about it tomorrow. Um, but like, inti- like an intimate thing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We'll talk more about it. But like he's like, huh? Yeah, like like considering her in a different sort of way. Like she he she isn't just someone he's making out with right now. Yeah. I feel like Jeannie, even though she is pretty, probably has not had a lot of boyfriends because of her attitude, yeah. of her outward way. And she probably likes it that way. And again, men don't talk to her in that mm-hmm. manner. So again, I do think a lot of that part of it has to do with like just the way that he's able to yeah. talk to her and not be afraid of her. To have that confidence and Yeah, absolutely. You know, that kind of thing. She has someone who's on her level. Mm-hmm. Instead of just cowing from her yeah. or something yeah it'd be easy to get with one of those guys but he's different we talked <laughs> okay so we talked about uh scott feeling like um cameron and genie would be good together mm-hmm. but from what you just said about genie i feel like ferris is right in his fear that cameron will just like let the first person he lays walk all <laughs> over him and so i kind of want him to go do his own thing well no because as because as scott i think even was saying and even i was saying it's like in the future Gen- yeah genie's not the first gonna be the first no. one like it'll no. be later she gets with him first yeah 
<laughs> Why were they Garth Volbeck guy? Yeah. Yeah, we got married. We got divorced. Oh, you're taking that real serious. <laughs> depends I don't know how many years that long. Depends on how many years. In the future. She tells you you're left to high school, and then she's gonna go off to college. I don't think that's uh, don't a long relationship. <laughs> no. So, so we get a little bit more of, of Katie. She says, she can't change him. I appreciate your calling me, really. I can assure you that when her father and I, uh, sorry, I can assure you that her father and I are going to have a long talk with her when we get home. She says, thank you so much. She stands up. And that's the end of the minute. And we'll get, uh, we'll get a little bit more of Stephen no, Lemoyle. It makes me bothered that she's not even worried. Like, why would she t- say there's an intruder? Like, yes. Why would she? Why would like, she say there's an intruder? Do you have so little faith in your own daughter that, like, you're just going to outright have, call her they a must liar? They must have looked around. Okay. If, if, if she claims that there was an intruder and the police came to the house, the police obviously didn't do a very good job of, like, looking around the house to make sure there wasn't an intruder because right. Rooney's wallet is still on the floor of right. the kitchen. Exactly. So it's like, what the heck is going on? So maybe she had. Maybe she's right. There's people just treat her. Not it's as maybe well. they think like everyone's so worried about Ferris and and the whole town is rallying behind Ferris that that her call is just like looking for attention. Like, ugh, there's there's real kids out there who are in need of a, of a, of yeah. a kidney. <laughs> exactly. And you're here wasting our time. Uh, that's so bad. That is bad. It's terrible. I know, these guys didn't do their job. No, they didn't. They did it terrible. And uh, Jeannie deserves better here, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, she's, she just does she's not fine. deserve to be, like, no. yelled at or chastised by her mother. No. Like, she didn't do anything. No. She was, well, she I mean, she school. was, she didn't go to school. So she gets a little bit of trouble. But, like, there was actually an intruder, and she doesn't deserve this uh, attitude she's about to get. I know. Poor, poor Jeannie. Jeez, mom. So, Katie. Detective Stephen Lim, his name is Robert Kim. He's known for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Payback, and Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, okay. And they're all just like little tiny character parts like this. Uh, I scrolled through his credits, and he's that kind of guy who's always in one episode of a TV show. Oh, jeez. He's got like 35 acting credits, so he doesn't like do a ton of work. Yeah. Um, this is the only thing I've ever seen him in. He looked familiar when I, I wanted to look him up because I was like, I feel like I know you from something. And I scrolled through his stuff and I could not, there was nothing on yeah. there that he just must look, he's just got one of those faces. <laughs> right? I hate when that happens because I'm usually pretty good with it. I know. Where I'll be like, no, it actually is somebody and I'll find like the one thing I know them from, even mm-hmm. if it's obscure as hell. Uh, he was in one episode of The Bold and the Beautiful. I think my, my most obscure one was I was watching, I don't remember what I was watching, but I was kept seeing this guy and I'm like, I know this guy. And Ricky's like, you don't know that guy. And he like, was in one episode of Night Rider. And I'm like, no, he's in something. And I looked it up and he was like the brother to Tim Allen's character in Home Improvement. Wow. Okay. But I was like, that's what I know him from. I looked through his whole thing and I was like, I didn't know anything else one but thing. that one thing I knew. And I was like, oh, it's got to be that thing. So it's some really weird, obscure crap. That's really funny. Sometimes it's the other way around where you see someone in something and you're like, I feel like I know you from something. And then you look them up and they're in everything. Oh my God. Like, how did I miss you? Yeah. How did I not know that you were this guy who and was this, this character I like? Who's also this guy in, in this so thing. many of these movies? Guy. You just sort of disappear in a way. And I didn't realize that you were, you were that guy. It's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. 
think we've exhausted this minute, Victoria. I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for another minute of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Come back tomorrow for minute 89. Oh, my goodness. We're going to be in an hour and a half soon. Oh, yeah. This movie's barely over an hour and a half. I cannot believe how close we are getting to the end. Very I'm going to say that every day until we wrap up. We're like, oh, my God, we're here. <laughs> we're almost, Yeah, we're here. Like, this is it. Like, this is it. The movie is closing. I can't believe it. Harry Potter wraps so fast. Because you have the fight. I mean, okay, I guess it's then it's like the the award ceremony and then it's the platform nine and three quarters and then it's the end of the movie. But it feels really quick after such a long movie. But because this movie is only 103 minutes long, it's just like, wow, we're here. Like, oh, yeah, we still have 35 episodes left of Harry Potter to go after 103. Jeez. I know. I know. a lot. The next one's going to have more. So much more. So. Join us tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh.